0: You're listening to the Delay of Game podcast with your hosts, Matt and Wit. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Delay of Game podcast. It's your host, Matt, over there. <laughs> Hi, it's Matt, and it's your host, Wit over there. This will work there better we go. when we're on the YouTube streaming, and you can like point at so, each other. So we can point to each other as we fuck it up. That's even better. <laughs> so it's a little tease no. for later. There you go. So we uh we are officially a week post the draft. We've had a week to marinate on all the picks, good and bad. So I feel like this was the perfect opportunity for us to share our thoughts and insights. The draft was great. I had a lot of fun watching the first round. <laughs> Fortunately, I had to
1: get caught up on the second and thirds, but I did. Went through every pick in
0: detail. There- You know what? The fact that people don't know this, but this shows your level of dedication. Okay, Matt took his girls camping. He was on a mountaintop trying to get a signal so he can get parts of the draft like he was willing to risk his life so he can report back to everyone his thoughts. We should commend this man for that. Oh, yeah.
1: I was hanging off the side of a rock, just like sticking my phone out, trying to get a little bit more signal.
0: It's essentially the opening scene from Mission Impossible 2. You're just hanging off the edge of this cliff with your phone out trying to get a SIG.
1: Yeah, that's what motivates any
0: person to really give it their all. Get cell signal. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So then I guess without further ado, why don't we start with our teams? And then we could just kind of go through some of the ones, some of our thoughts on the other drafts. Sounds good to me. Okay. Open the floor, Matt. All right. The commanders. I know why you
1: want to start with them because they obviously had a a plus number one draft (laughs) that you could have now my real thoughts i'm giving this it's going to be kind of a boring grade like a c Mm -hmm. you know it's it's so early right it's so hard to know but you have to look at what i like to look at when i'm grading a draft isn't necessarily just do i think they picked the best player you know did they attack positions that make sense in the rounds that they did did they get good value out of picks they didn't get the trade back at all. Apparently, they were open to doing so, but especially mm-hmm. at 16, nobody wanted to. Like they there was still a got, lot of value
0: everywhere, right? They so. got no
1: calls, yeah. And then tackles had just all got taken, and then the receivers are all were still there, and they got them a couple of picks later. So they took their number one, at least the number one available cornerback on the draft, a
0: ball He Hawk was not the number one available corner on the On the draft. their board. Oh, okay. Let's well, clarify Well, probably that.
1: number two, I would
0: imagine. But let's clarify,
1: they had him rated higher than Christian Gonzalez. That's he's going to forever be tied to that pick since the Patriots took him right after Uh, for the people don't know. They took Emmanuel Forbes had the what most pick sixes in college football, at least during his time there. He had six of them. Yeah, which is ridiculous, Uh, which is I said that they needed a cornerback. I'm happy they got one. They took their Buffalo nickel, which I knew, that's what I predicted they were going to take in the first, took it in the second. Did address Mm -hmm. the line at some point, a third and fourth round.
0: So, overall, solid, not anything amazing, but I'm okay with it. Okay. So, I'm taking a look at uh, the commander's draft here, and I see that they did get a, I believe it was a guard? They took a center
1: in the third, and then it was more of like a swing, kind of a swing guard, swing tackle kind of
0: gotcha Later okay on. the reason why i was asking because i was just uh on twitter and i saw that they are releasing chase raltz here i don't really really a okay he's he's all fancy with it but they're releasing him and he's been your starter for what the past two years
1: so he's been on the team for a long time now since like 2017 he has mm-hmm. been severely injured the last two years so he's okay. been penciled to be the starter but we've usually gone on to the second or third or like fourth center by the time the season's over. Uh, he was real injured, and people didn't even know if he was going to be able to come back from the last injury he had, so I'm not sure if it's
0: combo of that and also just the signings and draft picks. Gotcha. Okay, because uh, I'm looking at it here. In the third, you guys got Ricky Stromberg from Arkansas, and from everything that I'm seeing here, everyone says that he could be a starter, like he could develop into a starter. My only concern, though, is... With Howell it being his first real year, do you want a rookie being the guy who was your quarterback on the line? Like that, that would be a more of a question for me.
1: But. That's a great question. Yeah, rookie center with a first-year starter, it's not ideal. They do have Agreed. Nick Martin who can play his probably his best position as center. Not that mm-hmm. he's a great one, but he's a veteran player. So maybe after a year or, you know. Maybe after a while if you feel comfortable in Stromberg, you switch him in, slot him in towards halfway or something. Uh, but he was rated the top or he was voted the top lineman in the SEC. Just okay. top lineman altogether. The center and Damn. the third. So definitely well, SEC, some potential there. Yeah. Wasn't right. obviously you didn't have to compete with the uh O line with the Ohio State, but the
0: Bulldogs sure. got a lot of linemen drafted and they're in the SEC and they didn't get voted. Number one. That is true. I will say though, like when it comes to offensive linemen, you're always looking at like that big ten, like Iowa, Wisconsin, like teams like that, like they just have corn fed road graders. <laughs> so. Yeah, I love my midwestern linemen
1: for sure, or D line.
0: There you go. All right. So you're going with a C as your overall grade.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with it. I think there could have been some things that I would have been happier doing differently. But they didn't okay. take a running back in the first. So that's great. And then take a tight end in the first. Uh, So those are awesome. I kind of wish they maybe attacked guard sooner. It would have a higher grade if that second round pick was one of those premier guards that were still around.
0: No, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. So looking at the Cowboys, I also kind of have to take the approach of it'll be a middle of the road. I'm going with a C plus just for the simple fact that the Cowboys, you're looking at a back to back 12 and 12 win season. So you aren't drafting high. You don't have a lot of needs. You are able to fill a lot of them in the offseason when you're looking at Brandon Cook, Stephon Gilmore, re-signing Hankins, LVE, right? So this draft was really about depth. And I think where they got Mozzie Smith, who was one of the top nose tackles in the draft, I think the Cowboys said that he was their highest rated one in a few drafts. To be able to get him at 26, they have to feel good about that pair him up next to uh, Jonathan Hankins that solidifies our run defense that was like our Achilles heel so I'm good with that the other part of it is then you're talking about the tight end and schoonmaker or shoemaker I'm not a huge fan of it personally just for the simple fact that I would have liked to see us go after a guard or a tackle but that's just our thought processes right like we want to always be building in the trenches so but they end up going with a tight end. Then they got a linebacker depth in DeMar, DeMarvion uh, Overshone, Texas linebacker, who was actually supposed to be really good in coverage. So I'm really excited about that. And then after that, then we had like seam Richards, some other guys, uh, Junior Feheko, Deuce Vaughn, stuff like that. So overall, I thought that it was like a, it was a C, C plus, and it will be telling to see how much these guys can contribute right away. When, you get, when you're drafting late like that, it's hard to find those starters, so it will be interesting to see how they can incorporate them within their rotations, but I am super excited to see Mozzie Smith, like, watching him completely destroy offensive lines at Michigan. I mean, think about it. Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajobo, they were the top edge rushers in the draft last year. Who was playing next to them? Mozzie Smith. Like, he was eating up double teams so those guys could just get after the quarterback. If we can do that and have Micah Parsons one-on-one, oh, dude, it's going to be disgusting out there. So I'm really excited for that. Well, this, this draft gets a C-plus for me. Nice.
1: Yeah, uh, Smith should be pretty, pretty easily to slot in as a role on, like, our early down run defender slash goal line. So you can get a lot of snaps coming in that way. So, yeah, I think you can get production even though it's the 26th pick.
0: Exactly. So, I mean, I think starting with those two, you and I are fairly confident, like our teams know what they're doing most of the time. But let's go ahead and talk about a team that I, I couldn't understand what they were doing. And I think you might be on the same page. The Atlanta Falcons taking Bijan Robinson ninth overall. I fucking hate this pick. Like, <laughs> this is... I can't use
1: strong enough words. I get that he's a ridiculous player. I was watching highlights. It's unreal. Do not draft a running back in the first round. Hell no
0: to the top 10. Oh, yeah. 100%. Right? And then on top of that, they already had a 1,000-yard rusher that they drafted last year. This is a luxury pick
1: for a team that's
0: in the playoffs. Yeah. This is a luxury pick for a team that has no luxuries. (laughs) Like, it makes no sense sense whatsoever Mm. like I hated that pick and I think universally everyone had the same question now it will be interesting though because Arthur Smith loves to run the ball and his scheme with Bijan Robinson could be a top rushing attack so then you kind of quiet all the naysayers so is it is the trade-off worth it in your opinion I don't because I like to look at
1: it we talked about this before the draft positional value the contract b John robinson is a top 10 pick needs to essentially become a top three to five player at running back mm-hmm. to make that justifiable and this is a basically a fully guaranteed contract it's also mm-hmm. a guy if you wear him out in four years you're probably not picking up your fifth year option you're not resigning him so you right. have a four-year rental on your first round top 10 pick and oh. if you do resign him we've seen that time and time again where you regret it
0: after mm-hmm. one to two years Oh, absolutely! I mean, what was it, Derek Henry? He's already he's on the trading block. Like they're already still trying to move him. Like I can understand wanting to protect your offense and defense by running the ball, but it's been shown time and time again the value isn't there in the first round. Hell of a player! Oh, Tra- generational player
1: I at can't this position. Deny that he's a top ten talent. It's just the realities of the NFL, especially mm-hmm. at running back, are brutal.
0: And considering you already had a 1,000-yard rusher, it'd be one thing if you were going into the season with just Cordero Patterson. Then it was like a glaring need. Okay, that makes sense. But this wasn't that. Like I don't get it. It's a team. I mean, you're
1: trying to upgrade. I know they feel that he can catch the ball some. He's shown some hands. So Mm -hmm. maybe you're hoping he can just bring even like multiple dimensions, and that makes it slightly better. But. I don't know how many people, if there was a redraft with Christian McCaffrey, are still taking
0: them all that early. Same. Yeah. I I don't think I don't think that this pick is going to be the thing that knocks your team into the playoffs. I know that the NFC South is wide open, right? But I just I, I think that your team is still further away than other teams in let's say the Carolina Panthers. Right? Like they're not that close where this guy is gonna be the piece that gets you over the hump there were still premier players at premier positions
1: that are much harder to get later in the draft. Absolutely. Overwhelmingly, the top DNs and linemen are all found in the first round. They can get found other places, but like superstars at those positions are typically first round picks. There you go. Like you can get solid starters later, but if you want like a superstar, get them in the first at those premier positions.
0: Agreed. So, Just to round out the rest of their selection, and I want to get your grade, they got Matt Bergeron the tackle in the second, edge rusher and Zach Harrison in the third, uh, corner uh, Clark Phillips, they got a safety and then another guard to finish out the draft. I think they attacked a lot of other areas, which is good, but what do you see this grade as right now?
1: I have to give it a D just because I hate that first round pick so much. Some of those other picks are incredibly solid picks, but for me, you're wasting your most valuable one at number eight when you draft a running back. You're just basically
0: wasting it. I have a hard time disagreeing with the logic. I mean, if the rest of those guys hit, I mean, then that's different. But right now, just because of the value of that first pick, I have to agree with you. I hate it. I'm not going to go as bad as you, but I will give them a C. I'm going to go harsh. So like they
1: could have upped it tremendously if they traded back and then took him. Now I know they're probably worried he won't be there, right. but then let somebody else take that bullet and you get someone else and you get more picks.
0: There it is. So there it is. I thought like there's definitely had to
1: be somebody who's willing to trade up to 8 cuz there's so many talented players there.
0: I'm telling you, Matt. Like you and I are on the same page. Like Captain Trade Down lives very strongly in both of us. Like I would, I always want to just go back a few spots to grab another third or to grab another fourth because you can turn those guys into starters. Everyone, those guys
1: can be depth. Everyone knows it's a crapshoot. It's a lottery. The more chances you take, the more likely you're going to hit somebody. You're going to get there good, go. solid players, and that's how you, in the modern NFL that's how you build depth. We don't have cap space because we're devoting it so much to quarterbacks and other premier players to sign guys, just free agency for depth. You have to draft those players.
0: Yep. Okay. All right, Matt, what team draft do you want to talk about? I want to talk about
1: the big mover and shaker, the Houston Texans.
0: Ooh,
1: somebody, a team that we predicted both first round picks correctly. True. Maybe not exactly where there's, we thought they might go, but we got both players in CJ shroud, Will Anderson, how would you like the aggressiveness to draft C.J. Stroud
0: second, then trade right back up. Number three, take Will Anderson. So I'd loved that move, right? Like essentially it was a situation where they knew they could get exactly who they wanted it to. And it was going to be a crapshoot if they could get the luxury pick in Will Anderson, because I know that there was a lot of talk about the Cardinals potentially moving with another team, Right. Mm-hmm. I loved that they were aggressive. They got the second overall quarterback and the top defender in the draft. Like that right there, those two picks add an instant value to your team. Right. And then that doesn't speak to anything about what they did afterwards, getting Tank Dell in the third round. Like that was a great haul for them. It's
1: two key stones of your team, right? You need a oh, yeah. great quarterback. You need a great defensive end. C.J. Stroud was our number one guy. at quarterback. So you get him at two. That's great. And then the best pass rusher that pretty much everyone unanimously agreed to. So that's solid in my mind. If you can spend premier
0: picks on two people, quarterback and pass rusher. Exactly. Then on top of all that, you you ended up getting one of the top centers in the draft in Juice Scruggs in the second. And then you were still able to get Tank Dell, who by most people's draft board, was considered a top 5 to top 10 wide receiver in this draft. And you got him in the, in the third. Like, that right there, those four picks, instant impact players. Th- that was a great draft, great haul for them.
1: So, we talked about
0: it. What is your grade for the Texans? I mean, after all the praise that I've given them, anything less than an A would be crazy. I'm I'm going with an A.
1: I have to go with an A, too. As much as I hate trading up and losing draft capital, they had that extra first-round pick already, so that yeah. helped mitigate things, right? They're just swapping first-round picks instead of having to give up as much if you didn't have one to begin with. That certainly helps. Great. And then you're doing it for a premier position. So I am I can live with it. So I'm going to give it an A-, just because they had to trade up, but I'm still okay. real happy with it. It makes a ton of All sense right. to me.
0: Okay, fair enough. So one that I wanted to definitely bring up is one of the most polarizing picks in the entire draft. That's going to be Anthony Richardson to the Colts because you're a resident Florida Gator fan and you've made (laughs) your feelings about him very clear on previous episodes. How do you feel about the marriage between him, Shane Steichen and the Colts? I absolutely
1: love this pick. Because it prevented the commanders from the rumor trade up to seven to take him. That's come out in the past week that there was a lot of talk that they might trade up and get him. So it kept him away from Washington. So I love it. (laughs) Outside that for the Colts fans, I don't feel so great for you. You're gonna have to be super patient. This is a new head coach. We don't know how long he's gonna be willing to wait. It's also Jim Jim Ursay. We said we called this was a Jim Ursay pick. One hundred percent. Is he going to be
0: patient enough to wait a year to let this guy develop? So, I my thought on that is like they got Gardner Minshew who was with Steichen last year with the Eagles. They're going to let him be the guy. But how many losses is it going to take before you start hearing the Anthony Richardson calls? Like oh. they waited. And if you start him this
1: year, I can't. I can't. The Eagles waited a whole basically the whole season with Wentz not playing well at all. Like, you got to give him time. Like, make when sh- let Minshew play that season out. Mm-hmm. Just know this is a lost season. We're developing our future quarterback that we believe can be a top five, top three guy, right, based on his tool he- set. You're hoping he's the next just baller who can run all over the place, throw it well, but he's just going to take so much development. You got to be really, really patient.
0: He feels like a massive project, a massive project for a – Head coach who's only been an OC for two years. Mm -hmm. It's a lot to ask. That's a lot. And that, like I said, that's a massive undertaking. You have to completely rebuild him from the ground up when it comes to being a quarterback. Not an athlete, but a quarterback. Quarterback. How to get your feet set. How to read a defense. How to make your timed, accurate throws. Like, oh, man. They're hoping they can hit the Jalen Hurts lightning in a bottle.
1: Which, you know, if they follow that track, it was one year of not playing, one year of playing average, and mm-hmm. then one really good year. But he also had a ton of weapons around him. He also was a better, I would say, he was definitely a better thrower coming into the league. Agreed. Like, I mean, he was a Heisman runner-up. Yeah, he was a good quarterback. We just weren't, you know, there are some question marks, but the question marks for Richardson as a thrower are much more. Like, the Anthony Richardson's a more of an athlete than Hurts is, but he's way worse of a passer. Oh
0: yeah, like, like if he gets that, a you know,
1: Lamar Jackson is what they're hoping for, right? But mm. I don't know if he's going to be able to pull that off. You're looking at like a Justin Fields Jr.
0: Yeah, like the the fact that the floor and the ceiling between his, like his potential it's so vast, it's so high. Like it, I would hate that undertaking. Like you have to be a fan at least for a year to see any real dividends or payoffs. Like I, I don't think, I think they did a lot of other. Th- well parts of their draft but for that pick alone like i'm going with like a c everyone gave them an a but i think that's mostly because they have like a thousand picks i think they have like 12 picks with
1: missing so hard on that one it's hard to give them a good draft pick no matter what it's kind of like the my reasoning with the falcons you miss on that first top 10 top five pick then it's hard to count it i do love being aggressive at quarterback you have to do that nowadays Mm-hmm. But to me, his obvious issues as a passer, I question doing it as a first. Again, Jalen Hurts was a second. That's a big yep. difference. You can wait on a second round, not top five pick, real easily. This is, feels like Trey Lance all over again.
0: It does. Like that's it. Really does. I keep
1: coming. Like that's what I'm thinking. Everyone wants it to be. You know, Justin Fields is showing promise, but Justin Fields was a better passer coming out. He was a polished passer coming out. <laughs> it was yep. also a super athlete. Jalen Hurts was a better passer i do not sure about Lamar Jackson, because I don't remember his college has been a minute. <laughs> but I have to imagine, <laughs> like, you can't be much worse as a passer than Anthony Richardson.
0: Yeah, no, you're not wrong. The dude you're has less whatsoever. than a
1: season under his belt as starting quarterback, because I don't think he played the college, his a Pro Bowl. I mean, it's not his no. bowl game. So he has one regular season where he did terrible.
0: Yeah. So I'm I think gonna, he was, he threw, what, nine touchdown passes? Like... It, maybe. Like he, he barely could I think he I think he threw for nine,
1: but he like totaled like fifteen or something I mean, like that. I mean he certainly ran for a bunch, because he is an elite runner, like elite athlete. Yeah. And then you know potentially the sky's the limit. Just don't know if he's gonna get there. I'm gonna give him like a C minus. Okay. So, you know, I'm maybe a D plus. I'm feeling like I'm feeling meh oh. today on everybody. Feeling to feel, come get you. You've got violence in your heart today. I All mean right, that, Another team I'm actually going to be harder on, which if we want to get oh. to them, I can.
0: Wait, not yet. I just got one other thing I wanted to bring up. Alright, like, alright. About, about the Anthony Richardson thing. Do it. And it has nothing to do with him. Can we just for half a second talk mm-hmm. about his red carpet interview with his 13-year-old brother <laughs> who sounds like a grown-ass man? Yeah, we thought he was just a short dude. Yeah, like we were like, oh, that that's a little, that's a short gentleman. That yeah. is a short gentleman based off of the tone of his voice. they Clearly he had bass, his balls obviously dropped Okay (laughs) Real early (laughs) Like real early And then we heard it was like oh maybe he's like 18 and he's just short or something And then if it comes out, this motherfucker is 13 Like huh, Matt Okay, his voice is deeper than mine And he's like got a neck tattoo and shit Like that dude has definitely been around I'm pretty sure he had a giant beard
1: Like (laughs) he was shaving off the screen just like keeping it from growing back that, that shit was so wild. No. Oh, my God. If you God. watched it, it's, everyone I'm sure, on the planet was like, oh, this guy is a lot. You know, he's 18, 20, 22. Like, he seems old. He just maybe looks short. Maybe he's just standing weird with the camera.
0: Exactly. Like, maybe he's, you know, at an angle or whatever. No. No, no, no. No. He's, no. Just, he's already a man at 13. That That's what it looks like to be a man at the age of 13. He's probably got kids of his own. <laughs> I can't <laughs> he's probably got kids at home Like that's just based purely on His voice and the way he's acting <laughs> it Has nothing to do with His like anything like about his Background or anything like that I know dick about This kid just Based strictly off of just his Voice <laughs> like holy shit Yeah Alright that had nothing to do with it my bad Back okay. to our regularly scheduled program Good alright so more
1: Vinegar coming out the Lions. We have been oh, loving no. what they do. And then was it Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs? Remember Jameer it? Gibbs at. Oh, let me pull that up because I'm twelve. I'm hot. Twelve. Yeah. What, what the damn hell? <laughs> <laughs> the that. number two running back on everyone's board, which I get. Like he's a good player. Again, why are you taking him at twelve? I don't understand what the Lions office is doing. You, you draft him so you can trade away. DeAndre, DeAndre Swift. Swift, like they hate DeAndre Swift for some reason, for the to the fucking Eagles, God. Uh. And then you traded away Hawkinson to then turn around and draft a tight end who was Hawks, Hawkinson-esque, and if I remember right, he went to the exact same school as TJ Hawkinson. I, it makes no sense. I am just everyone else agrees with me too. Like I don't understand their thinking here. You use a a top twelve pick when there's been four three quarterbacks pushing down obviously good players like top 10 great talent that yes. you could have had no you burn it on a running back so
0: i am it's true. livid for them and their fans they've been doing everything right until this fucking draft so here what is here was my issue i think you're absolutely right like i've loved all of the other moves that first round pick at 12 i get it jameer gibbs he can be a very good very special player the same thing could be said about deandre swift could have been a very special player. You can say that about any of these guys. What I think they should have done, and I think that's what you and I mocked, is them getting one of the top corners considering they just left Jeff Akuda. Like, your defense is ascending. They're young. Why not get a cornerstone to help lock down a side of the field? Like, that would have made more sense. To get Jameer Gibbs, which feels like a luxury pick. Like, you still have great receivers on the outside, You replaced Hawkinson with a value pick in the third with Sam Musgraves. Like, the the Gibbs pick, I'm right there with you. Like, that shit don't make no sense to me. Mind you, I agree. He's a really good running back. But you're telling me you couldn't have got Tajay Spears, Devin uh, uh, Akache or whatever his name is? Like, there were other running backs you could have gotten way later and been just as excited about. And,
1: by the way, they took their tight end in the second round. Sam Laporta. Oh, sorry. Laporta. I'm sorry. No, it's good. Uh, So, yeah, they draft running back in the first when they have their big issue is defense. Like you just said, their defense is what lost them some games. Like, if you shore up that defense, then you're doing much better. They took linebacker at 18, not in love with drafting a linebacker early unless you feel like he can rush the passer. Like, I still don't love Jamin Davis in the first round. Even if (laughs) he becomes elite, I don't love him in the first round. I don't really get Jack be, Campbell in the first round.
0: Matt, we're gonna be talking about the commanders not picking up his fifth year option next year. As
1: we are. It's it makes no <laughs> sense why you would pick up a linebacker <laughs> fifth year
0: option. It's
1: too high for the position. But I do love they got Brian Branch in the second. Yes. That was yes. a great to re- help. That was their, a great steal. Their defense fell. Hendon Hooker
0: in the second. I have to like that pick. Was it Hendon Hooker in the second? Yeah. I thought they got him in the third. Uh, yeah, they got Hendon Hooker in the third. He was 68 like just right okay. out of the uh the second round. This ESPN.com failed me. But yes, you're correct.
1: It's right outside. <laughs> I don't know why they put 68 as the second round, but I didn't do the quick math on it. No, you're so good. I'm happy with that. Get somebody else backup Goff. You know, we think, you know, we've seen enough of Goff to know who he is. He's I don't think he's going to ever get to elite talent. Hendon Hooker <laughs> showed a ton before he got hurt. Like I would have loved to have him as a backup. In Washington, because oh, yeah. he's going to sit for a year, let him kind of get back, get
0: healthy, and then see if he becomes a dude. It makes sense to me completely. Outside of the Jameer Gibbs pick, I love the rest of their draft. Like, I don't mind Jack Campbell. Like, I like him as a coverage guy. I, I think he can be very good. I also don't hate the idea of getting your tight end in the third round or in the second round. I'm sorry. I don't hate the idea of getting your tight end in the second round. Like, they did things that I really liked, but I just, I hated that Gibbs pick. So, you brought them up, so I'm going to let you tell us. What is your grade for them? So they did some
1: things good, some things I absolutely hate. Okay. I'm going to go with a D plus. Jesus Christ, man. I'm Matt. bringing the vinegar today.
0: Jesus Christ. You can't
1: this fail just... so hard on your running back, and then why are you trading Hawkinson to then turn around and draft another guy in the second? So because it's, some of it is looking at all the different stuff.
0: Okay. But I'll let you right, You look like you have something to comment back on it. So. Okay, all I'm saying is a D-plus, okay, they had like eight picks, and you hate one of them. Like, that seems really I harsh. hate one of them a lot. That seems wild to me. I'm also
1: not a huge fan. I said I'm not a huge fan of linebackers that early. Uh, uh, Trade. You could right. have easily traded back if that was a possibility and gotten that guy at the end of the first, early
0: second. That is accurate. That's true. So, all right. You went with a D plus. I'm not nearly that bad. I'm gonna give them a B plus because I loved everything else about their draft except for that first pick. Like, I, I think everything else was solid. I'm gonna give them a B plus. Now, though I do wanna ask you, Matt, because we're gonna talk about this next team, using your your logic when it comes to I guess if you lose if you get rid of a guy, what's the point of, you know, trying to replace him or whatever? Right? Like, of
1: a good player. How about
0: that? Okay. Okay. I mean, I guess they didn't want to
1: spend the money, so that can
0: be some sort of an argument. Okay. Fair enough. I want to talk about the Green Bay Packers. Okay? The Green Bay Packers, they pulled a wild card move in the first round. They got uh, Lucas Van the edge. I think everyone kind of figured he was a good player, but I thought they had more needs on the offensive side of the ball with Jordan Love being their new quarterback. Correct? I would agree. Okay. So we drop, we mocked them taking a, uh, the first tight end off the board. We were wrong. They ended up going tight end twice. They got, <laughs> they got a tight end in the second and then again in the third.
1: <laughs> what? I don't understand that at all. What? I get using a first round pick on defensive end, especially when you have some guys getting older. Or some of your pass rushers getting older. It's always good to get yes. more depth. Yes. Agreed. And if you can develop into a really good pass rusher, and then you have really good value there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, two tight ends, back-to-back. Use. Is it second and third?
0: Yes. They had two seconds. Two so seconds. at 42, they got Luke Musgrave from Oregon. And then at 73, they got Tucker Craft from South Dakota State. Yeah, that makes little to no sense.
1: Like, tight ends... We've talked about it before. It takes them a while to get going. Yeah. So that's why we don't really like them in the first rounds because it feels like you're taking a first round pick for a guy who's coming out, you know, two to three years on the road. Plus, you can tend to find a tight end. The best tight ends are actually found outside the first round. Like all the Hall of Fame yeah. tight ends are basically outside the first. Yep. They're just premier athletes who get on a good team and then get time to develop. So like the second or the third, I'd be perfectly fine with. They need to get a tight end. That's why we mocked them one. We felt exactly. like it felt like it's a position they needed. There was a bunch of tight ends. Second round feels like a great spot. I'm actually, I don't hate the second round tight end in this draft because there's just so much good tight ends. So many good ones. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm with you. Makes no
0: goddamn sense to draft another one. I, I don't get it. Like, if you would have gotten just Musgrave in the second and you didn't circle back for the third, I'd have been perfectly fine with it. But to double down on the same position, especially one where, like you said, it takes one to two years for them to actually learn the position and actually contribute in a meaningful way. Like, that makes no sense. I, I can only imagine what they did
1: was to try to give the biggest fuck you to Aaron Rodgers humanly possible. <laughs> surprised after that first pick, they didn't say and go tight end receiver, tight end receiver, tight end receiver. Because <laughs> they actually well, finally the did second- two pass catchers in the second round.
0: Yeah, I was going to say after Musgrave, they actually did get uh, wide receiver Jalen Reed, I think. Yeah, so so they went tight end receiver tight end as a
1: big fu to Aaron Rodgers. That's the only thing that makes any sense. If they did that, <laughs> I am
0: here for that level of pettiness, even if it's screwing up your draft. It doesn't matter. It's fine. I love it. I love it. Okay, so then because we brought them up, I'm going to give them a grade. I didn't hate all of their drafts, just those two picks. I'm going to give them a B. I can see that. I mean, they got another receiver.
1: They did I'm getting two receivers, two tight ends. They desperately needed receivers. Yes. So I'm okay with that. More okay with two receivers in one year than two tight ends. Receive. Receivers, the way the college game is nowadays, they can jump in and at least contribute pretty well. They got a backup quarterback in the fifth round. I love that. We need more backup quarterbacks being drafted. Even when you believe you have a guy. They're the
0: best, cheapest backups you can get a quarterback. Not only that, but then if the guy does work out, then you've got either trade bait or you've got the opportunity to move on from an aging quarterback because you've got someone in the wings. 100% agree with you there, Matt. So
1: I'm perfectly happy with that. A D lineman in the fourth they got another D line. You can, you gotta work interior out. D linemen I love. Defensive end, I love. I didn't see any O linemen Probably could um, have used some help there, some depth. They took another D lineman in the six. So I'm gonna give it a B plus.
0: All right. Maybe a B minus. I'm not as vinegary on them. They. I was gonna say you obviously don't hate the uh, cheesehead nation as much as everybody else. <laughs> I mean,
1: they got offensive weapons for their young quarterback. I can't hate that idea. And then you solidified or got a lot more depth to the D-line.
0: That's kind of where they needed a lot of help at. Mm-hmm. So I'm good with it. Fair enough, sir. Fair enough. I've got one other one that I wanted to bring up, but do you have one before I do? Um, I mean, the only thing I would want to make sure we hit on was the Eagles. I don't know if that's what you were thinking. That is not who I was thinking about, but let's go and. Talk about these assholes. Cause yet again, they're pissing everyone off with their draft picks. I
1: don't get it. I don't I don't get it. I don't. Like so they th- just make it work. They did kind of what I was saying we need to do. Like they trade back, acquired more picks, and then attacked premier positions and got players that everyone at least for the most part valued and graded very highly. Yes. That's really how you get an A plus draft.
0: That's about right. God. Yeah. The fact that they got AJ Brown in the first, well, their first round pick last year, but still had another one to use this year, use that one. And I want to say they gave up their second or something because they traded up from like the 11th spot to the 10th spot to get Jalen Carter.
1: Yes. They had They traded what back and then up. Right. Maneuvered around. I think they still ended up with more picks than what they started with. And got a guy who everyone, at least all the experts, rated incredibly highly. If it wasn't for his legal issues, would have been like a top three talent in most people's
0: boards. Oh, absolutely. Well, and the other thing, we talked about this one off the the air, right? But there was a lot of talk leading up to the draft about his work ethic. Like, he came in overweight for his pro day. They were talking about the fact that he couldn't finish some of his drills. Like, there might be some questions about... The the character of this guy But based on the film This dude was a top 5 pick God
1: I hope those things are true Because you're right We tend to think more about the film Because obviously we don't have all those other things That we can look at like what his uh, Interviews are and you know pro days We don't have access to that His film is ridiculous Yeah So If you're the Eagles, I get taking a guy who puts up great film.
0: That's much better than doing a guy who's a workout warrior and puts up bad film. There you go. You know, and the fact that they were able to do that at nine and then stay steadfast and get one of the top tier, not one of the best, one of the top tier uh, pass rushers in Nolan Smith at 30. Like, might as well just call them Philadelphia Bulldogs at this point, because that defensive line is just stacked with that Georgia uh, defense talent. It makes a ton of sense.
1: They've had one of the best defenses in the uh, college football in a long time. Yeah. And they have a great culture there. And then so you're assuming they're coming to your culture, which seems to be pretty strong. You have some really mm-hmm. good uh, experienced vets that can kind of bring them all in. Plus, they already know a bunch of those guys, so you assume they're going to have chemistry. It's kind of like what Washington with Alabama players. And that's worked yeah. out pretty well in the D-line. Agreed. So Agreed. it makes sense. So we think those immaturity issues with Jalen Carter. He has uh, what's his name? Christian? That's not Christian Cox. It's Cox. What's his name?
0: Oh, Fletcher, Fletcher Cox. Cox. Thank you.
1: You have Fletcher yeah. Cox like to be a mentor and bring him along. You only have mm-hmm. him on a one-year deal, so you need somebody young. That's the one thing we've been saying is they're getting old at some of these positions, and they directly attacked those positions in the draft. They're with thinking a year talent. ahead. Yeah, with top Top-tier talent. talent. That's what I love. Those aren't necessarily super positions of need, but they will be in a year when those guys, they can let those guys go. And now you have young players on a rookie contract taking over an old vet player. That's surplus cap money for you. That's a positive in the cap situation. That makes a ton of sense. Then you get an O-lineman in the second. I've been saying their O-linemen are getting old. Again, you're looking ahead to next year or two years down the road even. You take a safety, which they needed. And then you get a cornerback, which they need. You get both of those
0: third, fourth. I love this draft. Same here. And not only that, but then outside of this, they still got DeAndre Swift with their second round pick. Like, they they did a lot. And they just worked the board. That's it. They weren't afraid to go up and get the guy that they wanted. They weren't afraid to wait. And they just worked the board masterfully. Like... At one point, does Howie Roseman start putting up a master class on iTunes? Like, how did GM like it? It's ridiculous how they pulled that off, and the fact that they got Keely Ringo in the fourth. I saw him with like second round grades. Yeah, like, wow. I was. I Washington
1: spent like podcast spent a lot of time on quarterback. I heard him. A lot of people second, maybe third at the lowest. They got him in the fourth. Yes, and they resigned their cornerbacks. So now it's again. It's not like they have to plug him in immediately. They can let him develop and take over in a year or two. God, it's so frustrating <laughs> to have to praise Howie Roseman and the Eagles. I loved it a few years ago when we started this. We were shitting all over them. I know. And then oh, those, they picked Jalen Rager and they deserved it. In those two years. I don't know if he's listening to our podcast and that's like he's the one GM <laughs> doing that. Because <laughs> he's doing all the things that we would want to do. It's like, God, how is the other teams not copying him? It's ridiculous. That seems too simple, but then these other teams get fancy, and they think they know better than everyone else, and they have some like insight that nobody else knows, and they do no, all some
0: weird shit. That is absolutely like a Patriots thing. Like everyone felt like Bill Belichick was this genius, and he knew everything with his third eye that no one else knew. No, they suck at drafting. They were bailed out by Tom Brady for twenty years. Now you're seeing his genius at work. Yeah. Howie Roseman, that motherfucker, he actually might be a genius. He has been working it like crazy. It sucks. I'm hopeful
1: that maybe everything just falls apart somehow.
0: Yeah, like I'm hoping these guys get to the league and it's like there's a difference between SEC strength and NFL strength. And I'm hoping that it just completely falls apart. Yeah, because it hurts me how good this draft was for them. Somebody
1: send that whole Eagles D-line, Call of Duty, get them hooked. (laughs) (laughs) Like we need something that messes up their workout and practice and film study fair enough fair God, enough Matt it's, it's annoying as shit oh I was gonna say just piggyback off your Patriots comment it's certainly got to help a defense because oh they were you know the defensive team to be playing with a fucking lead because you have Tom Brady the whole time
0: it's true you're never out of any game so you never have to worry about giving up anything huge or anything crazy just if you keep it close there's a good chance you're gonna win that helps a lot Ugh. whatever so what was your grade for the Eagles Uh, I'm gonna give
1: them an F An F for a big Fuck you I mean I have to give them I mean I've just been Salivating over them I have to give them my A plus like god I hate doing it but they do all the Things that we talked about you know they attack Positions of value early On so they have great Mm -hmm. contracts for Those players that normally are commanding 20 Million plus if they become star players So then you're getting a ton of value there They trade back got more picks they used them wisely to maybe to get some guys that they were really targeting. So they still came out with a lot of picks and they were solid ones. So I can't say anything negative, unfortunately.
0: I have to agree. I'm giving them an A. God damn it. God damn it, Matt. It's the but worst. It's fine. it's fine. Everything looks good on paper. When the season starts, championships aren't won on paper. So that's when the rubber meets the road. That's what we have to help
1: for. So like, it's not really fair to look back. I mean, True grading happens like three years down the road. That's when we actually mm. know how these picks have worked out. A lot of that, though, is hindsight, right? Because we have to make the best picks we can with the information we have. But I'm right. really hoping when we look back three years from now, we're like, "That Howie Roseman was a real idiot. What a dumb dumb. <laughs> He's out <laughs> on the street trying to,
0: you know, make a
1: buck here and there, however he can. You know, just
0: what's he what's he doing, Matt? To make money on the streets? What's he doing? <laughs> He's sucking people <laughs> off." <laughs> he
1: has become rickety cricket is what I'm hopeful. <laughs> everything has fallen apart.
0: His life is in complete shambles. I love it. I love it. <laughs> all right. Well, then let's round out the NFC East. The last team I wanted to talk about was the New York Giants. For all purposes of everything we've talked about, had a great draft. Able to get a top corner in uh, Deontay Banks. Circle back, got a top interior lineman and John Michael Schmitz got a top wide receiver in Jalen Hyatt got a top running back in Eric Gray like this is all the things that uh, David Gettleman would never do like it's infuriating to watch the teams in our division do really well in the draft
1: I I hate it yeah I hate that they're doing well Deontay Banks is a guy who I would have been really happy with Washington taking if Christian Gonzalez wasn't there yeah so, but. I mean, he goes to 24. Yeah, John Michael Smith, we thought, was potentially a first-round talent. You get yeah. him late in the second round. That's a great value spot for him. They desperately
0: need wide receivers help. I love wide receivers in the third round. That's right. Jalen Hyde is a burner. That dude takes the top off of defenses. That's, like, that's what he was put on this earth to do.
1: Can't hate on a late-round running back. It's always a good value spot to take him. It's a very solid draft of some really good players at the top. I don't know all the people in the bottom, but they to be there are positions that they need depth at. So it makes a ton of
0: sense. Jordan Riley is actually pretty good. He's the kid from Oregon, defensive tackle. But it makes perfect sense they got him that late, considering they just signed Dexter Lawrence to a big, huge contract, right? So he's a great depth player. Yeah, that's either
1: the draft is great for either like cheap superstars. You can get lucky and get a superstar. You get a ton Mm -hmm. of value or great depth in the later rounds. Great for depth because you get a guy for four years. He's locked in and you control him and you have a really, really cheap contract. So I always want depth at the D line. I always want depth at O line. Those are great later round
0: picks. Exactly. The only thing that is going to to make all of this feel better to me is if they re-sign Saquon Barkley for a stupid contract. Like that's the only thing that's going to make me feel better.
1: I don't think they're going to. I have to hope. That Daniel Jones's contract is just like an albatross around their neck. <laughs> it's not the worst contract in the world, unfortunately. I think they can get out not. of it pretty easily after a couple
0: years, like two. Yeah, after two years, they can get out of it. Which
1: is real annoying. But yeah. if he plays shitty for the next two years, then all these other good things they're doing aren't going to matter too much.
0: I mean, to, let's be honest. What to this point in the five years, four years we've watched him play, four years, have, we, have led us to believe that he's going to turn a corner like we know who he is he is going to be that same guy if you
1: I mean you could put a, a highlight reel of good passes that his receivers have just completely dropped that's true like, <laughs> if they catch half of those then he would have
0: significantly better numbers that's true that I will give you that but in the same breath we're still talking about a guy who threw like 15 touchdowns yeah and this was his best statistical let's not year. overhype him I mean at his best he seems to be an average quarterback. It's true.
1: Fortunately, average in the NFL isn't great because then you get stuck right around that 800 mark
0: and you just get stuck there forever. Although I was going to say there's something about the NFL quarterbacks and the media where it doesn't matter what you've done in your entire career. It's what you've done lately. That's enough for them to put you at the the top tier upper echelon. Yes. Because according to all of the media, Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback (laughs) in the NFC. The best God, like, it's so ha, annoying. Ha, have we forgotten that Matt Stafford just won a Super Bowl? Like, have we forgotten that Dak Prescott has thrown for four over four thousand yards the past three seasons? Like, what are we doing? Didn't like, Dak hit five? Like yes. two years ago. Yes.
1: Five, He's operated the number one offense two years in a row. Five thousand yards is a rare passing feat, even today. With like Mahomes, he doesn't hit five thousand very often, or I don't I have to look that up now he has he did it his first year and I think everything after that has been close like he gets like 47 48 which is a ton yeah but it's ridiculous to get to five so I don't want to sit here and talk how great Dak is but it's but, insane but you can at least
0: acknowledge I it. can
1: acknowledge that he's in the he, he should be in the discussion of the top NFC quarterbacks there's not a lot of them no there's the three we talked about hurts Stafford and Dak but it's not clear-cut so it's not. just as a stats person, I, uh, Mahomes had 5,000 his first full season and then 5,250. a nice number. This Damn. last year. Like That's stupid. Can we just take a second to like people who are trying to compare Hertz to Mahomes? He had 5,250, 41 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, with yeah. less talent at receiver. So this is the year where I'm all fucking in on Mahomes, like. Every oh, doubt yeah. I had, every like, oh, well, maybe this, that, or the other,
0: because there were some legitimate We're going to see regression without Tyree Hill. Like, there were real questions. Like, right. Sometimes
1: his accuracy wasn't always, you know, he could be like streaky with it. God damn. Like, let's just take a moment to appreciate the redonkulous
0: season he had last year. And in that same moment, maybe pull back off the gas on the Jalen Hurts train. Yes. Like, give him some time. He has not gotten anywhere close
1: to that. People want to say, like, he's as good as. Uh, Josh Allen no give him time no. it took Josh Allen four years before I was willing to say yeah he's a top tier quarterback
0: yeah it was really coming no, into
1: this year I was like okay I finally have seen
0: it enough that is completely fair completely fair like just watching how the NFL just completely fawns over quarterbacks is it's gross sometimes well, it's
1: the people who went to anoint Baker Mayfield after one year, people who wanted to do, oh, fuck, <laughs> the Patriots quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, no, no, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. His rookie season, everyone's like, oh, he's the next great quarterback. And we were sitting here going, no, there's concerns. Let's give it some time.
0: Last yeah, year you know, proved Nicole, us a lot more right than the people saying he's a top five guy. Thank you. And we've said the same things about Trey Lance. where We haven't seen enough of him to say that we were right. But so far... We were right in saying you should not draft a guy who doesn't have the experience that high. And maybe he can develop. We saw Geno
1: Smith take years and years and years to develop.
0: That's Into true.
1: a, you know, pretty much an above average starter. Not great, pro but bowler. above average.
0: Okay, pro bowl pro quarterback. Bowler. Hey, if Geno
1: Huntley Smith. can make the pro bowl, <laughs> it's anyone's game. So just, yeah, you're right. Pre- oh my God. We like to preach patience, but it's always about what have you done? Not even like this year. What have you done in the last two or three games, right?
0: <laughs> you make yes, the playoffs. That's what it feels like. You're
1: suddenly an elite quarterback. Unless that's you're Kirk exactly Cousins. right.
0: Oh my god. Okay. Let's not even. We can <laughs> we can go down this. Maybe we'll do an episode strictly on the quarterback rankings, and we could just talk about how they're all wrong. Like I mean, ugh. the top two are easy enough. It does start to get muddy though. Is the top two easy enough, Matt?
1: Oh. You're teasing. Is this. it though? I feel like it should I'm just be. asking. I, I I'm just like asking. Mahomes, is it actually
0: that easy, Allen? And then it gets real murky. Like Burrow, you're putting Allen over Burrow. Seriously, I am. Allen Burrow. Burrow's made it to a Super Bowl and to the AFC Championship game.
1: He has. I'm last sorry. Last season was great. We finally saw exactly what we were hoping for. His last last season, he had a phenomenal Who? Burrow. He had a great last season. Like season last year. And the season before that, where he got to the Super Bowl. He was really good. I wouldn't like, let's, let's give him a little bit more time. I think That's he could two compete. Two years.
0: That is two years. I want to see that what happens next year. Oh, shit. All Here right. We go. This podcast is going to be hot, apparently. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. <laughs> let's go ahead and bring this bitch home, but we will make it a total episode dedicated to quarterback. i about rankings. to come. cut you. all right well then that's all i got guys this has been an awesome episode thanks for listening
1: uh nfl draft always one of my favorite times of the year it was a lot of fun rehashing it fuck the eagles fuck (laughs) harry roseman i'm out people peace